Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You know, we bring them the nature. They bring their experience. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Hello, neighbors. I've painted a picture in the last few episodes about getting out in nature, like physically getting out there and seeing the landscape of Mother Earth. However, spending time with nature doesn't always have to be outdoors. This is especially true for those who have limited or no access to the outside world, such as youth at risk, people with disabilities, the elderly, or just those living in urban communities where it's not close by. In comes the Nature Connection. The Nature Connection was founded in 1983 and aims to improve the well-being of individuals and communities through therapeutic use of nature by bringing the outside inside through plants, animals, and natural materials to people in its service area of Middlesex County, Massachusetts. So this means they create habitats inside for people to really immerse themselves and get that hands-on connection with nature. The Nature Connection values this human-nature relationship and strives for a world in which the benefits of nature are accessible to all, regardless of location, personal abilities, or socioeconomic status. They connect individuals with nature's capacity to heal, teach, and create joy. Today, you'll hear from the Nature Connection's program director, Taylor Egan. At work, she focuses on designing and evaluating accessible and therapeutic programs, utilizing plants and animals for people of all abilities and backgrounds. She is a biologist, animal welfare advocate, educator, gardener, and humanitarian. And I can't wait for you to hear Taylor tell us about the animals and people and connections that they are able to facilitate at the Nature Connection. So without further ado, let's meet Taylor Egan. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us here on Hometown Earth today. Tell us more about how you got started with the Nature Connection and what your favorite part of your job is. Yeah, sure. So uh, I came to the Nature Connection almost five years ago now. Um, My background is much more animal care and welfare, especially um, exotics, reptiles, that kind of stuff, but always had a little bit of environmental education mixed in with that along the way, you know, zoos, wildlife centers, that kind of thing. Um, And then came across the Nature Connection, um, and it was just this amazing blend of animals and people and plants, a huge hobby gardener. So that, that made its way in there as well. 
and it's just it's everything right it's it's who we are um as people in, in all the different shapes and forms that we come in and, it, and it's nature everything about it so that's that was the draw for me coming from a background of of zoos you know having done environmental education in zoos that setting where people come to you then kind of learning about the nature connection and realizing you know having that kind of duh moment of like well of course not everyone can always get to a zoo or a botanic garden or the beach right. or the mountainside or wherever it is. And so having an organization out there that actually that brings that to people right. on a regular basis. I think that's one of the other amazing things is really being able to create those repeat connections, those sustained connections. Yeah. Well, so, you know, the nature connection it kind of is self-explanatory in a way um, because, you know, you want to build that connection with nature. But if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about who you do serve and what that connection means to them. Because like you said, it's more than just like physically getting out and going into nature. Absolutely. Um, so our, our mission at the Nature Connection is to improve the well-being of individuals and communities through the therapeutic use of nature. Um, and then we specifically really seek out um, partnering with other organizations and facilities that are serving individuals that for whatever reason it's some kind of safety health behavioral whatever it is they're living in in some kind of facility where they do not have access to the outdoors um yeah. you know just on their own terms kind of thing so we go into memory care units for seniors with dementia we go to mm. group homes for kids with histories of, of trauma kids that are in the system we go to like after school kind of programs for low income families and communities. And we go to day centers for people with disabilities. So, and like, again, all of these people have something that is very much limiting their ability to just go outside and take a walk or have a pet or sometimes even just a house plant. And so they really, yeah. really lose that connection. So then that could probably speak to why, you know, why do y'all see accessibility in nature as so important uh, to these people? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's who we are, right? It's, we're a part of it. It's, this is our planet, our home. I mean, you're like podcast, yeah. the name of it, Hometown Earth, just sums it up pretty perfect yep. right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, this is where we are. We we are created to exist with like these trees and these plants and these animals and um, yeah. these natural landscapes and to be to have to be removed from that um, for very important reasons um, but to have to be removed from that really can it, can, it absolutely affects us it affects our, our psychological well-being and you know physical as well that that definitely plays into it you know being able to get up that get up and, and move around go outside but um, just yeah. the psychological the mental well-being that comes from just being around nature. Yeah, I love that, you know, I saw somewhere that said, we bring nature, nature does the rest. So I, I really love that because you are, really are letting nature do do its thing and <laughs> touch these people's lives. And I think that if anything, you know, people who don't readily have access to these outdoor spaces would be even more immersed in the programs that you're doing, um, something that a lot of people usually do take for granted when they, you know, can easily walk outside and go just sit outside on a park bench even. So 
what's kind of been the most rewarding part of seeing this connection with people? And, you know, if you want to speak to even then some some of your programs and the different types of ways that you ha- make that connection with people. Yeah, absolutely. I, and connection is, is such the right word because it, it brings to mind this idea of being um, individual, being an experience. Um, really evoking your own personal relationship with that nature. So in our yeah. programs, we really focus on a sensory exploration of nature. It's not that someone standing up in front of a group kind of talking about the really cool animal adaptations and the really yeah. cool like botanical facts of this tree and how, you know, um, <laughs> you know, instead we're, we're bringing in the bark and the leaves and the acorns and, you know, seashells and pine cones and, and fibers from all different animals and just getting to explore, you know, it's, it's bringing yeah. in a tub of sand and just getting it wet a little bit, like an inch of water, some seashells, some sea glass get in there. Um, yeah. And someone who, I mean, we have folks in our programs who have never been to the ocean and they just get oh, to wow. like sink their hands into that. You know, and get to oh. they get to play, right? You get to play with yeah. nature. That's such a fundamental thing that we don't think about. Right. But to really have that that time to just be and experience yeah. based on ourselves, you know what what stories or memories or um, you know personal connections are our participants bringing to the table when. Yeah. Those experiences happen. You know, we bring them the nature, they bring their experience and they get to they get to build on that. They get to make connections with themselves, with their environment, with their peers through that interaction with nature. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I think one thing that's so important is something that I've been trying to convey is how we can see ourselves so much in nature if we just spend time with it. Um, and so I really love, you know, the the staff you have on <laughs> as the program animals. Y'all call them staff. So tell us a little bit about the, the staff, if you will, and how um, these particular animals help the people that y'all serve. Absolutely. I, animals are such a, a cool element of of therapeutic work and they're so dynamic um so like immediately responsive to what our participants are doing and feeling and experiencing in that moment and there's there's definitely that like element of unconditional love in there as well Um, but yeah we've got a couple that live with us in our in our office space um <laughs> we've got albus the corn snake Al- like albus dumbledore oh my He's gosh that's the great. friendliest snake i've ever met um a true ambassador for his <laughs> his family um but we've got a couple other animals in the office as well that have we've been able to put a little bit of a, a spin on having them there we've we acquired two chinchillas over the covid oh period um who were not super great at um being handled with people um like they just, really they didn't want to be pet they didn't want anything to do with us they um had been living in a home with small kids small dogs like a lot going on but <laughs> it wasn't fun yeah. for anyone involved um yeah so we started having some some of the teenage girls there's a couple group homes um in the area right around where our office is 
Um, and they started coming in to volunteer with us. Um, I mean, they're animals. They need, you know, 24-7 care. So Absolutely. Um, once a, you know, every Monday through Friday, we have someone come in um, and they help, you know, like clean it out, get them food, get them water. Um, and especially with the chinchillas, we were really working on socialization. We needed, yeah. we needed some kids to come in and grab them and hug them and love them and, you know, spoil them right. with treats and toys and all of that. So they came in last summer and um, we've now, I, we, we were able to hold them. We put it up on Instagram the first day that we were oh able to gosh. like get both of them and hold them. And uh, that was a big day. So the, the work has continued um, with those guys. We're starting to work on maybe a little bit of training, getting them maybe to like come more to us rather than us grab them and that's uh sushi and soy sauce if I remember correctly (laughs) (laughs) that's so fun I feel like that just adds another element of personalization to that connection I just you know it's really neat um and people can go online and learn more about the animals um that y'all have in the programs if they want to on your website so uh can you pick a favorite which is the corn snake your favorite um animal that y'all work with I think it's got to be the snails we've got a couple garden snails really yeah they are the unsung heroes (laughs) of uh you know being able to just slow down and be in the moment um yeah. And you put those guys, we will put them in our program participants in their hands. And they yeah. just become so fascinated. I mean, like, you just zero right in and watch and wait as this snail, just like on its own timetable, comes out of its shell. Oh and when it pokes those eyes out and looks around, like, I, I think for anyone, there's that, that sense yeah. of the slowed down wonder and how mm-hmm. amazing and yeah. cool is this experience. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing is like, you know, going at nature's pace. And the snail is a perfect example of it's just getting where it needs to be without any rush. (laughs) That's an age-old story there. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Well, so I know you have in-person programs that y'all do, but you also have some interactive online programs and a newsletter uh, that people can kind of get involved, which I think started with COVID. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when, um, when COVID happened and everything had to shut down, we were like, how do we take this extremely hands-on sensory oriented program and put it on Zoom? Um, So we ended up coming up with this system where we would, um, I mean, we had to totally rewrite and restructure the programs that we were doing. Um, but came up with a system where we could package up some materials and send them out, um, mail them, drop them off, whatever, you know, volunteer, ferry them out to wherever it was um, so that we could get on Zoom with our participants and they would have something there, you know, uh, an acorn or a flower bud or a seed pod, yeah. iPhone, whatever it was. And, and we could still explore and engage and and get hands-on with that nature. And one of the other things we were able to do 
was create, we, we wrote up a bunch of our activities, you know, for folks that if you're, if you're going to do an online program then you have to have an internet connection and you have to have zoom and, you know, a webcam and all that stuff. So yeah. for folks where that just wasn't financially or logistically possible, um, or just like bandwidth possible at that time in yeah. March 2020. Um, <laughs> we wrote up just a bunch of these activities, which is really, really common nature items. Like I think we've got one that's like 10 things to do with a dandelion. So oh, if nice. you were just home or if you were an activities director that needed to, you know, just keep working with the folks in your care, um, you know, you could go outside and pick 10 dandelions, bring them inside, and, and we had an activity right up for you. This is this is how to explore dandelions. That's huge for even caregivers, you know, who are working with people or people that have family members that, um, you know, that they know that they're not getting this connection. So um, I really, I think that's, it's outside of the box, but in the simplest way. <laughs> And it really, again, brings nature to people and kind of lets nature do the rest. Um, well, so is there anything else about the programs that you want people to know and um, that you, you know, find important or see that changes people's lives? I think the, uh, the, re- the repeatedness of it, you know, okay. where we go back and we, we partner with facilities and we go at a minimum of once a month, um, typically, where yeah. we're going and visiting and it's so it's something sustained and it's a relationship that we get to build on, not only with our participants, but that our participants get to build with nature. Um, you know, they get to know the animals, they get to look forward to the program to know that it's coming. Um, you know, even folks with dementia, they, they're not going to remember maybe specifics, but they know the feeling. Like when we walk in the room and we have like those big carts full of plants and animals and people are coming to visit, you know, it's, it's happy, it's bubbly, it's exciting. Yeah. And just being able to have that sustained connection, there's a thing out there that it sounds very, you know, self-indulging as being the nature connection, yeah. but nature connectedness um, is this thing that you build over time through repeated sensory exploration of nature. And like, you, you only get it that way to have that feeling of, of place and community within the natural world. Right. Um, and so I think that's something that's just so key about the program. You know, it's the same as mental health is the same as physical health. It's something that you have to yeah. keep doing. It's not just like a one and done hit. Right. <laughs> you know, you go to the beach and then, you know, you're not good for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to keep, that's so true. keep going out there, keep, um, you know, playing with yeah. the leaves and the sand and, and all of that. Well, so, you know, kind of a, a curveball here that you might have in your uh, inventory. So other than the dandelions, is there something that you would suggest people, you know, who might be listening to this and who might be homebound or, you know, not have the ability to go outside that they can kind of do to start building that relationships from, from their own home? Yeah. So there's, um, there's this activity in, that comes from environmental ed of uh, probably other places too, but um, uh, where it's, I notice, I wonder, and it reminds me of. And so, you could do it with just, and you know, anyone, your friend, your family. Um, find any object, any natural object, a leaf, a rock, 
a piece of seaweed, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you just go back and forth and you start with, I notice statements. Okay. And you just go back and forth and say things that you notice. And it, it gets really hard really fast. <laughs> um, right. But you start to notice the most amazing little details about this piece of nature that you have. And, you know, once you've worn through all of those, you go on to, uh, I wonder, um, things that you wonder about the object, you know, yeah. I wonder how it got here. I wonder what happens if you do this. I wonder about that. Right. And then it reminds me of, you know, what, whatever it is, yeah. uh, you know, a physical object that looks similar or a memory or a, a thought. Um, and to just go through that with, with someone that you know really well or not so well, it's a great icebreaker. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I was going to say, I just grabbed, I have my rock that I keep on my desk with me. And it's, that's actually even a good way for me. You know, I pick it up during the daytime and just kind of have it in my hand, you know, and that's an easy exercise that really anybody can do to just kind of ground themselves for a moment and kind of take a step back, like you said, get that slower pace and realize something about nature. Well, so um, how can people get connected uh, with the Nature Connection, whether that's locally or elsewhere? I know um, that you have a donation button as well. Absolutely, we, we do have that donation button. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great program. I highly suggest people um, just take a minute and either donate or get involved. So Yeah, um, so we, we do have that. We also, you can sign up for a monthly newsletter um, on our website. There's a, a spot to do that. And then if you if you live near us, like we're Middlesex County, Massachusetts, um, is where we serve. So if you're in the area, we always need volunteers. Volunteers really help us um, deliver our programs that they let us get, you know, very hands-on and interactive with our participants. Um because yeah. we're again, we're talking about people with safety, behavioral health concerns. Um, you know, we can't just hand over natural materials that can go yeah. in your mouth that you can poke people with. You know, that yep. I always say anything can be used inappropriately with enough creativity, and we see a lot of creativity. <laughs> um, so we need that high ratio of volunteers on our program. Yeah. Um, just to, to help guide those interactions uh, with our participants and and be there to witness um, witness their stories and their, their moments. And other than that, I mean, you know, we're, we're just in this one county in Massachusetts, but everywhere has nursing homes and group homes and, um, you know, departments of conservation and recreation at your state level and Audubon societies that are working on accessible yep. trails. Um places that need volunteers to refill bird feeders or to donate a mm. seashell collection or even better come in and, and talk to people about your seashell collection, go through it with them. Yeah. You know, someone to volunteer to do flower arrangements or anything like that. They all, they all fit into this bigger, <laughs> bigger idea. Yeah. That's a wonderful, you know, call to action. There's just kind of get involved um, wherever you are and see, you know, how you can make nature more accessible to, to people. Because once, you know, once people build that connection themselves, it's honestly a call to try to get other people. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, what I'm doing right now is trying to get people to um, get 
get out there and make that connection or um, help others who might not be able to physically outside. So I really appreciate all the work that y'all are doing and uh, really look forward to seeing more of y'all. I know on, you know, on your website, I can see just the joy in, in people's faces. Um, and there's a, tons of videos and everything like that. So people can uh, check that out. If you want to let us know what the best um, way to connect with, is that the website? Is that on social media? If you want to sign up for the newsletter, then you get all of our information. There's usually a program story on there as well. Um, so you get one of those really impactful moments. Um, we're also, we're our, we are on Instagram and Facebook. So if you want the pictures of the animals and the beautiful <laughs> pictures of flowers and landscapes, um, follow us. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. I really appreciate it. Pet that Albus for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Sainford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.